It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On a huge day of League and Cup action Celtic and Kilmarnock are both out to make the League Cup final When they meet at hand and later The winner will take on either Rangers or Aberdeen for the silverware After those two Lockhorns tomorrow But before any of that a massive day of league action Including Motherwell Ross County, St Johnston Livingston And Hibs Dundee United in the company of Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans We've got a cup final followed by a semi-final Not the usual order of things But how else can you look at Motherwell Ross County Other than a must win For Stevie Hamill's Motherwell side If they fail To beat Ross County And Ross County get a result Motherwell would go Joint bottom Of the Premiership And that is distressing In the week that they lose Their CEO Alan Burrows And then on to Hamden 5.30 kickoff. Who would Ash Taylor rather play against? Giacomacchus <laughs> or Kyogo? Don't answer that It's regrettable if you tell the truth Yeah, big weekend ahead Semi-finals obviously taking course over two days But the big one Motherwell v Ross County Is shaping up to be a huge fixture For Stevie Hamill and Malky Mackay And elsewhere uh, as well Hibs, Dundee United Dundee United Find a bit of form recently Hibs, Lee Johnson Criticism still there And middle of the table clash Between St Johnson and Livingston So some good games ahead To look forward to I think it's a great fixture list I really do I think there's everything to play for In each game The guys have touched on The, the importance of the game At Far Park Hibs who we we're criticising their players, their manager, everything about them. They've got an opportunity to go top six this afternoon in Livingston. They just keep steaming along. They've got a chance to get into top four. And then we're looking forward to the semi-final tonight. Yes, plenty to look forward to. Strap yourselves in. It promises to be a dramatic day. It was a dramatic night. We're already up and running in the Scottish Premiership last night. A victory for Hearts. Against St Mirren One or two controversial moments to look over As the afternoon progresses as well And when the three o'clock games are done It will be over to you to have your say On the open line I think Hugh If we consign ourselves for the next minute or two On the, the cup action that we've got today And tomorrow This is such a crucial point in the season isn't it Well uh, The two previous meetings of Kilmarnock and Celtic This season have ended in an aggregate score of Kilmarnock 0, Celtic 7. Uh, I believe that only Celtic can stop Celtic today. If Celtic turn up and play according to their quality and ability, then there can only be one winner. Mark, you've played in many. You've watched many. It's always a, it's a tense part of the, the competition. No one uh, likes to fall at the semi-final stage. And... We're used to this in Scotland For the two big teams it's, it's the expectation It's the pressure of Going and getting the silverware And for the other two It's about trying to cause that upset And, and create real history Yeah of course Not hugely memorable games Semi-finals I don't think many players Like playing them Because you know They're the necessary game Of course To get you into that final Um but for Marnock, it's all about turning up in the day and hoping things go your way. You get a rub of the green, hoping that Celtic players are off it a bit. Now, reading in the newspapers today and being there myself all those years ago when Kilmarnock beat Celtic in the in the League Cup final, shocks can happen. But with this Celtic side, I'm with you. You've got to the, the level of thinking now that it's only themselves that can defeat themselves because... 
the strength and depth in that squad and the way they play and how relentless they are, it's incredibly difficult for anyone to match them. As an underdog, you've got to believe, Gordon. I've been in that situation before. Um, you need a slice of luck. You need uh, the favourites to be off their game. And that's exactly what Kilmarnock... But there's no point Kilmarnock supporters coming up to 77 with their team to come to Hamden and just make up the numbers. Off uh, the road. You'll have a road. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he goes again with his road. I was on the sat nav today. Um, look, it's a massive ask. There's no doubt about that. Celtic, fun favourites. Do I fancy Kilmarnock? Not. But you've got to believe that things can go your way. A little bit of luck. Something, a decision that can go for you. You know, a wonder goal. You can hold on. Great defending. Great organisation. Celtic off their game. That's the excitement of cup football. But I've got to be honest I fancy Celtics wrongly I don't know what road you take To get from the Etihad to Old Trafford But Man United have just equalised at home 62 City If you're, in, head, if you're interested head, head, head north the 62 <laughs> The Dazzler <laughs> We're watching the game And the Dazzler assured Mark Wilson and me That this Manchester City side Would really have suited his style of play <laughs> He did say that <laughs> and, and that he would have been A better player for Man City Than Erling Haaland So there you are And a very controversial VAR refereeing type call For Man United's equaliser So there we go I'm sure we'll have plenty Of our own To look forward to As the afternoon progresses Let's start going Around the grounds We do the 3 o'clock Weed games first of course And I think it's hard To look beyond Fir Park Motherwell against Ross County Fraser Wisher Huge game this afternoon yeah, you guys have done a grand job of talking up, up this game and I think uh, although we're only 20 games in Mother's worries go further back than just this season even the tail end of last season, the whole of 2022 the form was pretty poor and so that makes it a really big game for both these sides neither of them in good form since the World Cup both looking for the first win since that break two draws for Mother in four games one in five for County, 1.5 for County and County only scored one goal so it's easy to why to see why they're both in trouble at the bottom of the table. And Mother's problem has been their home form. I don't think they've won in their last seven. I think it's August since they won a game against Livingston. So that has to change them very, very quickly. And most of Mother's defeats this season have been by the odd goal. So they've been in the games, they've not been outplayed, but they're losing too many goals at the back. Nine in the four since the World Cup. Of course, that means he's got to score two to even get a point. Stevie Hamill has been busy in the transfer market this week he's been linked to a number of players already brought in Shane Blaney from Ireland but this week brought in Ollie Crankshaw winger from Stockport and Mikel Mandron striker from Gillingham Crankshaw actually starts and Mandron is on the bench I saw County last week and actually played quite well and any time I've seen them they've been quite impressive but they're really lacking a finisher that's going to take the chances that they keep missing this game might just suit them they're away from home they can play the counter-attacking game allow Mother to have the ball and try and break them down but then use the pace in wide areas to cause Mother problems they brought in Noah and Kenny on loan from Hibs but he's only on the bench and as Hugh was saying earlier three points separate these sides a win for County I mean Motherwell only off the bottom of the table by a goal difference but a win for them on the other hand gives them nice breathing space for six points going into their games coming up a wee change of formation I think for Motherwell looks like a 3-4-3 formation Max Johnson Holly Crankshaw and Stuart McKinstry come in Cornelius and Shields drop to the bench as Slattery's out completely they go with Liam Kelly in goals a back three Paul McGinn Sondry Solholm and Ricky Lamy across the middle Max Johnson Blair Spittle Sean Goss and Matt Penny with Ollie Crankshaw and um, Kevin Van Veen and Stuart McKinstry 
as the strikers. Aston Oxburgh, Barry Maguire, Dean Cornelius, Shane Blaney, Mikel Mandron, Ross Tierney, Connor Shields, Logan Dunnicky and Lennon Miller are on the bench. Two changes for Ross County, a leg being Watson dropped to the bench in come Danda and Baldwin. It's the usual 4-2-3-1 formation. Ross Laidlaws in goals, Connor Randall, Jack Baldwin, Alex Yakaviti and George Harmon at the back. Midfield, David Kankola and Jordan Tilson with Awura Edwards, Ross Callahan and Jan Danda behind the lone striker. Jordan White, Ross Monroe, Josh Sims, Victor Latouri, Keith Watson, Kazim Olegbe, William Accio, Jordi Hirula, Matt Smith and Noan Kenny are on the bench. And the referee today for part, David Dickinson and the VAR referee is Matthew McDermott. There's so much going into that fixture, Fraser. If we start with the actual footballing side of it, you know, Motherwell have made those signings that we've been speaking about. You mentioned the teams, so trying something different, shape perhaps different. It really is, seems like time for, for big decisions from Stevie Hamill and I hope that they pay off. Yeah, it's interesting because he's brought in forwards. You know, he's brought in forward players and uh, in the four games since the break, I think they scored five goals, but they've conceded nine. So clearly that's in his mind when he's putting Palm again back into the centre three of the defence. It brings in young Max Johnson in, in the wide area, a very, very attacking player that needs to get forward. So that suits him as well. So I think looking just for just for a spark, just for something. I mean, the conditions are horrendous here at the park. It's driving rain, the wind's blowing. So the players are going to have to be, to be up for this game. And as I said earlier, you've got to be careful. County aren't the worst team. You know, they're actually decent side playing football. They're well organised. They just haven't got that clinical finish on this. This could be a game where Motherwell's first 20 minutes is absolutely key. If they start well, get crowd on their back, but if they start poorly, and the first count to get an early goal and take that lead, then the fans can turn on them and the players' confidence can go quickly. So clearly a big day, but it'll be interesting to see how they how they play and how they set up and how Crankshaw in particular comes in. But you're going against Stockport and Gillingham. Good, you know, you, you, they've had good players from the lower leagues in England, but you can't always get good players at this kind of level. So it'll be interesting to see how these two fit into the squad. And of course, Fraser all against the backdrop of Alan Burrows. Big news, shock news yesterday. That he, um, sorry, two days ago that he will be stepping down as CEO of the club. Yeah, very, very surprising. And I haven't spoken to him since. I'm going to get my phone next week. Somebody I've always gone very well. Uh, one of the, the good guys in, in Scottish football. I think always wants the best for his club, of course. Been a Motherwell supporter all his days. And I think he's built brilliant community links with, with the football club as well as this, this on the part they've been pretty successful over the piece you know he's sold an, a number of players as well and you think of James Scott and David Turnbull bringing in four or five million pounds for players as well so it was a real surprise to me you know I, 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 just one of these guys I thought would have been here for eternity because he loves the football club so it doesn't seem to me that he's got somewhere else to go to right at the moment but um, whatever he goes I think Alan can leave this club with his head held high he's done really well during really tricky and testing times financially for, for his club over the piece at Gordon DL it's fairly obvious Stevie Hamill Motherwell know that something needs to change they've signed two players this mm. week one goes straight into the team in, in Ollie Crankshaw as Fraser says but on, on top of that it looks either you know maybe maybe a change to a back three maybe Paul McGinn playing somewhere um, that, that you wouldn't normally find them so that there's clearly moves being made to try and shore up things after a poor defensive display <laughs> yeah. last week I'll be very very surprised and disappointed if they've not addressed the uh, Defensive situation I know Nisbet got a, a very good hat trick But he didn't really have to work for it And you give a, a striker the space and the balls of that quality Then he's got to put it in the back of the net And it'll be the same today Because Ross County will be desperate for a win as well uh, Fresh faces in Gordon One starts today I think sometimes that can just give you a little spark It can change one or two things Motherwell are desperate for a result Bad news I, I totally echo what Fraser's saying about Alan Burrows He's been absolutely brilliant for the club But today it's all about three points Well let's hear from Stevie Hamill Ahead of this one 
it's a big game. It is. It's, it's, it's a chance for us to put distance between us and, and them. But again, they'll be looking at it the opposite. But we're focused on what we're doing. We know, we know where we stand. We know what a win would do for us. So like, like every other game, it's a game we're going into to win. Big one, Hugh. Well, the, the fact of the matter is that wins have become a novelty for Motherwell. Uh, Fraser said no wins in the last seven. Uh, that is a run that has to be brought to an end Now today has to be the day it happens Because the psychological lift of going six points away from Ross County Puts the pressure on Malky Mackay and not on Stevie Hamill But as I said at the beginning Wins have become a novelty That's a worry for them Yeah that's a cracker to look forward to at Fir Park The other game that could have knock on effects down in and around that bottom part of the table as Hibs done the United and David Friel is there. Yeah, Gordon, sitting at Easter Road here and I think the United fans are actually wondering what's going on in the East End of Glasgow. The team sheet came out, as always, this time of year, sometimes when players aren't on the team sheet, you begin to wonder what's going on with the transfer window open. Tony Watt isn't on it at all, neither is Dylan Levitt, um, surprisingly. But Tony, according to his social media, is actually having lunch in East End of Glasgow, so he's not even with the team. So I think the jungle drums are beating. I think the rumour mill uh, at Dundee United has him going to England, potentially. I'm sure we'll find out later on from Liam Fox. But he's obviously a miss. I mean, he's not been starting games recently, but United do want to have him on the bench, but we will find out more later on. As you said, the relegation battle at the bottom. United were on a good run before that defeat to Rangers last weekend. I think Liam Fox is confident that 2-0 win, 2-0 defeat, sorry, they competed pretty well at times and um, won't stop their progress. Their second bottom, three points above Ross County, so they do need a result at Easter Road, but they tend to do okay here. Haven't lost in their last three visits and they also beat Hibs 1-0 at Tannadice in October. So, Liam Fox, he's named a pretty attacking team and it'll be a big day for Stephen Fletcher who returns to face his first club almost 14 years after leaving to join Burnley in 2009. Can't believe it's 14 years. Just the one change for United are now Jim is in for Dylan Levitt, as I said, who doesn't even feature in the squad here. Mark Birigiti in goals, Liam Smith, Ryan Edwards and Scott McMahon at the back. Midfield of Kieran Freeman, Craig Sibbald, Arnold Jim and Aziz Behich and Ian Hartz and Glenn Middleton will support Stephen Fletcher. Subs are Eriksson, Mulgrew, Graham, Niskin and Pollock, Mikkelsen, McGrath, Kudjo and McLeod. As for Hibs, what a difference a win makes in the wacky world of Hibs. Last week it was all doom and gloom. Lee Johnson was under major pressure fighting for his job. Talking about Deadwood in the dressing room, then they go and beat Motherwell 3-2. Kevin Nisbet gets a hat-trick, Eden McGeady sparkling form, and things are starting to look a bit more positive. I think Lee Johnson, to be fair, will know that that one win doesn't change too much. It takes a lot more to get the season back on track, and this fixture actually starts a run of three crucial home games for them in a row. It's obviously United today, and it's Hearts here in the Scottish Cup next weekend, and then Aberdeen at the end of the month. So I think those three games could probably shape the rest of the season, and maybe even Lee Johnson's future. Hibs form have been awful, really. I think it's only three wins in 12 or something, but they do have a chance to go levelling points with Aberdeen today, and I think both of them are, are really kind of now battling for fourth. It's a Hearts will race away with third. So really big game for Hibs, and Lee Johnson makes just one change. Will Fish is in for the injured Chris Cadden at right back. So it's David Marshall in goals. Will Fish, Rocky Bashiri, Ryan Portis, who's still here, Lewis Stevenson at the back, Kyle McGuinness, Joe Newell and Josh Campbell in midfield with Eli Yuan, Kevin Nisbet and Adam Giddy in attack. Subs for Hibs are Schofield, Miller, Cabraha, Doyle Hayes, Tavares, Henderson, Melkerson, Megua and McCurdy. The referee at Easter Road is Colin Stephen and the VAR is Andrew Dallas. Oh, you can't beat modern football, seriously. There might be a perfectly reasonable excuse as to why Tony Watts not with the Dundee United squad and is out for lunch, but other people will be on the Instagram. What do you mean you're having a bruschetta starter in Carbonara, Maine <laughs> when you should be at Easter Road during the transfer window, Hugh no, Cavins? None of this in your day. No smoke without fire. He's, <laughs> he's at... Uh, 
a, a restaurant what smoke? Think, think, think um, social media was about when Gordon DL wasn't in the squad don't answer that whatever you this know, question is don't answer it you'll only get anyway, where you would be Listen, in match day he's not there therefore his time at Dundee United is over uh, and uh, you know the, Ordinarily if you saw Will Fish Who was desperate Against Hearts In the Edinburgh Derby And Rocky Bashiri In the same back four You would be thinking Lovely But Not if you're minus Dylan Levitt And Tony Watt So I think Dundee United Up against it If Lee Johnson Doesn't get a home win today Off the back of A 3-2 win at Motherwell Last Sunday Then Questions are asked I mean, what's the script, Mark Wilson? If you are, if Tony Watt is injured, would there be an expectation for him to be at an away game? I didn't think so. No, um, no not really. Um, no, if you're injured and you're out the squad, then it would usually be left down to the player if he wanted to go. And uh, you get a mixed response from players sometimes. Some players will go, uh, "No thanks, I'll just I'll do a bit of rehab mm. at the training ground, and then I'll get my feet up and watch things on the TV." And then you get some players that are extra keen. I'll be on the bus I'll go to pre-match And I'll be in the dressing room Egging the boys on You'd be there wouldn't you Supporting <laughs> your teammates yeah. I wonder where this guy yeah. would be Yeah I'd be sitting right next to Tony <laughs> <laughs> Well we'll find out I'm sure someone will speak to Liam Fox before this game And, and find out what the story is there Producer Callum looks perfectly glum About the full thing um, But there we are um, He's. I think he's ready to get a taxi Out to the East End To go to said restaurant and find out what Tony Watt's story is Let's go to St Johnston Livingston Dave Galloway is keeping an eye on that one Yes, St Johnston sit in 8th place Gordon after 4 successive defeats And they're looking to stop the rot And prevent themselves being dragged any closer To the relegation playoff place Which they're 5 points clear of At this present moment Livingston have gone 3 games unbeaten And if they can maintain their consistency And get a victory That'll take them above Aberdeen And up into 4th place Plenty incentive then for both sides to get the three points. Team news for St Johnston. Montgomery returns on loan from Celtic for the rest of the season. Uh, very good uh, young left back. He is in to the side as are Wotherspoon and Clark. Out drop Gallagher, McPherson and Murphy. So it's Matthews in goals. Mitchell, Gordon and Considine as the back three. Then Wright, Carey, McGowan, Wotherspoon Montgomery in the middle with May and Clark up front. The subs, Parrish, Brown, Crawford, McPherson, Murphy, Bear, O'Halloran, McLennan and Phillips. Livingston, they are unchanged. No great surprise there from Davy Martindale. George in goals then. Across the back, Devlin, Fitzwater, Boys and Penrice. Midfield, Shinny, Kelly and Omionga. Up top, Anderson supported by Bradley and Kelly. The subs, Hamilton, Goncalves, Longridge, Obelai, Bahambula, Pittman, Holt, Montano and Guthrie. On VAR duties uh, this afternoon, it's Kevin Clancy and the match referee is John Beaton. Life after Marvin Bartley, of course, for Livingston. Hugh Keevens, they've acted quickly, they've reshuffled and brought in Christoph Berra as well. I think that's a terrific appointment for them. I know he's only there until the end of the season to see how it all works out. But Davy Martindale is a phenomenon. How he keeps that club where they are is down to one man's ability and determination. And uh, they will be fearful opponents for St. Johnson today, who are so bad they lost last week to Aberdeen. So uh, the, you have to go for, I think... Livy getting something out of that game in Perth Okay that's your three big Premiership games at 3 o'clock We'll take our first look at the League Cup action after these Action as it happens 
and your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Big day of football ahead, not only in the Premiership, down in the Championship, League One and Two. The weather has caused one or two issues, but by and large, we're good to go. And then on to Celtic Kilmarnock in the League Cup semi final. At 5.30 this evening uh, Let's bring all the guys in We sometimes take a look back At the week's biggest stories I think the week's biggest story Is happening this weekend It would be the League Cup Semi-finals And uh, David Feel It's a tournament that Celtic have grown Particularly fond of In recent seasons And will be keen To keep that going This time Yeah Gordon I think it's it's an important tournament It was Ange Postacoglu's First trophy um, I'm assuming, I think it was Ronnie Dyla's maybe first trophy, Brendan Rodgers certainly as well. So yeah, it's, it's important. Gone always like the League Cup in Scotland because we don't treat it as an inconvenience. I think down south, um, to me, a lot of clubs are looking at it as just an afterthought and it just gets in the way of the, the, the Premier League fixtures. But up here it's not like that. You don't need to play, you know, for the Premiership teams, you don't really need to play too many games to win the tournament. It also gives some provincial clubs, some of the smaller clubs a chance to go and win silverware as well. But for the big two, certainly it's important. And especially now Michael Beale's in, he'll be looking to make his mark. I think it takes on even greater importance for Celtic. Yeah, I mean, Hugh Keevans, we, we did say this throughout the week and we, we should be proud of it, the, the fact that it carries such an importance, this competition here. Yeah. Um, you know, David makes an interesting point about the Celtic managers who won that uh, as their first trophy. Um, we know that last season, in spite of uh, my prediction, uh, that Ange Postacoglu made it his first trophy for Celtic manager you go back all the way to Vim Janssen Vim Janssen 25 years ago won the League Cup as his first trophy before he won the championship in his one and only season at the club today's team talk from Ange Postacoglu is this is our trophy we won it by our own efforts last season don't give up the prospect of defending it in the final at Hamden by losing to a team who are 38 points a drift of us in the league table 38 points Now they're in the bottom six for a reason And Celtic are top for a reason If both of them bring their average form to the table Celtic win uh, Mark Wilson, you know fine well We discussed it during the week That Kilmarnock won this competition 2012 Beating Celtic in the final These things can happen and ultimately that's what Kilmarnock are, are hoping for today I'm sure Yeah I, I've been there before with Dundee United When I go in against one of the big two At Hamden And you just You just hope Again that You've got your game plan right That you're working it well And the players that are selected on the day Carry it out And each one of your teammates Has an unbelievable day You've also got to hope for For the talented bunch at Celtic have got The majority of them are, are off colour today Now that's a lot to ask for But Look, it's not impossible If you're a Kilmarnock fan You'll be coming up to 77 sure. like Dad says Thinking yeah. it isn't impossible for the ones old enough And well it's not that long ago I can remember them winning the cup They'll hang on to that little bit of hope But for Celtic look, This cup does huge uh, Does hold huge significance for them But the last eight years have won it six times David rightly mentioned New managers in the door have put huge significance on winning it to get them off to a flyer. And Ange Postacoglu will do the same this year. Defend the trophy. And I mentioned it the other night, it forms the first part of what could be a treble when you look back in me. I and don't then, think Postacoglu mentioned treble. No. I, I really don't. Uh, you no, know, he may not, but he'll know. He would regard that as being the ultimate in presumption. What he will say is, get yourselves into the final. 
And then we can talk about winning that trophy And in the meantime They have to defend their lead At the top of the league table And the Scottish Cup is for next but, weekend But he, when he will know Hugh That to be considered as one of the Alongside the great servants for Celtic That he has to win trebles to match Martin O'Neill yeah. And to match Brendan Rodgers' side That he's getting compared to every week Now this is the first step you have to, You're right, you have to get into the final But it's it's on the horizon Once you get over January And you have got quite a comfortable lead In the league Then you've got to be looking at silverware And this is the first step And although Celtic went on to win the league last season Fraser Wishart So I would acknowledge the obvious difference The Getting you up and running Style of trophy win That Ange Postacoglu got last season That's then Becomes the task for Michael Beale This time around Yeah absolutely And uh, for Rangers I think they've got a tougher task It's really hard to, to make a case For for Kilmarnock You know They've, they've come up And uh, that's their priority Is to stay up uh, they, Of course they'll think They've got a chance Every player you, As soon as you go in the field of play Thinks they've got a chance But Certainly there's so many Attacking options But Rangers I, I think have got a tough game You know I've seen Aberdeen A couple of times fairly recently And I've always been up and down season and they've lost a lot of games there's something in there I think there's almost a team in there you know they've, they've, they've some against St Murray they played really well for 35 minutes till Anthony Stewart has been in the newspapers this week made a horrendous horrendous error so I think it's a really tough game for, for Rangers I do expect them to win it but it's going to be a much tougher game Celtic I think will win fairly comfortably and uh, Ange Postico will be able to do as he always does when they go two or three ahead is just rotate and bring bring these these substitutes off the bench and, and really have a go at it so a really interesting game but you're right for Michael Beale in the door they're doing well so far haven't lost under him it'd be, it'd be a really bad result if they lost tomorrow but uh, he'll be aiming to get the trophy because I, I think we all agree the league's beyond him so it's important that uh, firstly for your own team win a, a trophy and secondly it stops the opposition stops the other side of the old firm winning the treble so a big game tomorrow for, for Rangers I think it'll be a really good game I quite fancy I'm going along I fancy a few goals to tie a couple of these things together David Friel the transfer window is very much open in fact we're at the halfway point did you expect Celtic to still have Juranovic and Giacomakis available uh, for this game when the, the scheduling was, was planned out a couple of weeks back I wasn't too sure, Gordon. I did have a chat with my cousin's barber's neighbour this morning and he says that <laughs> things are still ongoing. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, look, there's still a lot of noise about both of them. Actually more about Giacomakis just now than Juranovic. It seems to have gone pretty quiet. You know, Monza, we're obviously in for him and a few English clubs too, but in terms of Giacomakis, it looks as if he is heading for the exit door, but I just don't know when it'll be and it may be contingent on Celtic getting the replacement in. And as things stand, it doesn't look as if the, the South Korean striker Cho will be coming in anytime soon. So, no, I think Ange Postacoglu is pretty relaxed about the whole thing. You know, there's still Celtic players. Cal McGregor, it was actually quite interesting what he was saying earlier on the weekend. He was just basically saying, you know, they're, they're good professionals, they're all good boys, so no deal by rocking the boat. And if called upon today, I don't imagine both will start. But if called upon today, I don't imagine they'll let Celtic down at all. Yeah, Mark, what have you read into Celtic's transfer business? There's been this assumption, and I think you probably could call it that that Jackie Marcus will probably go and Cho would sort of come in as a replacement reports in South Korea suggesting that he, he won't be on his way to Celtic this morning yeah I think that will disappoint a lot of the Celtic fans uh, in both transactions I think they were quite welcoming of Cho uh, coming this way uh, but I don't think they were or will be happy with reports about Jackie Marcus going out the door I said right at the start of this that I think it's been handled poorly from Jackie Marcus' side now, maybe people may blame Celtic and say, well, you could improve the contract. But when you've got a player under contract for four years, you expect the majority of that to be honoured. Uh, 
And I just thought it could have been dealt with behind closed doors and Jack and Marcus could have still been a happy Celtic player who would be able to contribute in the run in the season. Now, when you look at why he's going, is it to further his footballing career? He'll get more game time. But in a league, if it is in Japan, across the other side of the world, where he's missing out in elite football in the Champions League, surely every player wants to put themselves in the position that he has managed to do with Celtic. So that's the disappointing thing from my point of view. I wonder if he will regret it. His bank balance may not show that, but I wonder in the football terms if he will if he moves and on. That's the strange thing about this time of year, Gordon. A parting gift might be firing coming yeah. off the bench to fire Celtic into uh, the League Cup final if he, he doesn't start, as most people would predict. I don't think he will, but he's certainly got the ability to come on the pitch and change a game if Celtic need that uh, tonight, Gordon. I, I, I totally understand why he would leave Celtic. Um, he's a proven goal scorer. He came to Celtic with a good goal scoring record. He's banged them in every time that he's been required at Celtic. He's unfortunate he's, he's second to Kyogo. That happens in football. You then sit back and decide, right, at this stage of my career, do I take, I bite the bullet and hope that, you know, I get my run, I get to go with number one. Kyogo might be an injury, might something happen, may play two, because we've seen Postacoglu occasionally in substitutions change it to the two, especially at Ibrox. But I just think as a player, and Mark's talking about bank balance, nowadays you're well looked after. I think it's all about playing and scoring goals, especially if you're a striker. The lad loves doing that. He's very talented at it. Would he be a big miss? 100% because I think he's a but he's a top, top striker. He has made it clear that he doesn't think he gets paid well enough by Celtic. Therefore, it is about money. And I think it's a mistake to let Giacomacchus go. Uh, while you do not have a replacement in-house because Kyogo last season went out for weeks because of injury, Giacomacchus was the one who came in, filled the breach, scored the goals and made sure that the league title was won. So, I think that he is in the business of getting himself a hefty wage rise and that's his entitlement. He also uh, doesn't play his first choice striker though. That's bound to come into the conversation. Well, um, you know, nevertheless, if you want more money and you are given more money, then you get about your business and you fight for that place. Or you understand that the way Ange Postacoglu approaches the game, you will be on when it's important to the team and if you want your big wage increase, you have to understand that you're getting it because you are important to the team. And I suppose, Fraser Wishart, the question shifts slightly for Rangers fans. Would you have expected to have new signings in by the time your semi-final comes around against Aberdeen tomorrow? Doesn't look like that will be the case. Maybe um, maybe a bit more patience required. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And I, th- I think a huge turnaround in the Rangers squad, not only in this window, but in, in the summertime as well, is also... The focus on can they get Ryan Kent tied up and Morelos tied up or are they going to leave so there's I think nine players out of contract in the, in the summertime um, I mean they've been linked to Cantwell and that, that seems to be one that they'd like to get in and he's, he's an excellent player you know he's got all the ability in the world maybe a wee bit inconsistent as players of his, his type sometimes are but if you're getting him um, for, for, for a decent fee at this time of the year then I think he'd be a good addition to, to the squad because Rangers don't have the attacking options that Celtic have you know, Celtic have got seven or eight players who you could just rotate and they would still be equally strong whereas Rangers because of injuries as much as anything but also lack of, lack of numbers as well so I think he'd be, be a good signing but uh, just a different situation you, you, you don't know what Rangers 
uh, position is financially, what their budget is, do they have the money to, to go and splash just now, are they looking for short term players, probably not because the league's gone, they're looking to you know, bring in players that's going to be here for three or four years, like Michael Brooks said that week before last, so yeah, I, th- I think Rangers need to bring in a couple of players, more in an attacking sense, and then hopefully promote young Lowry, who's a player I like, you know, always want Scottish players to get their chance as well, get him more game time, and they've got more options as, as, a, as an attacking force yeah, the Todd Cantwell business, Hugh, is, is now it's it's just so open. Michael Beale, yeah. even when he's trying to be coy and mysterious about it, isn't he? He, he talks the player up. Are you expecting that to happen this week? It has got to happen. Otherwise, Michael Beale will look foolish uh, because he has made no secret of the fact from the very outset that Cantwell is a player that he wants. He speaks about him at length at regular intervals. And the talk of keeping his cards close to his chest has become a bit of a joke. Uh, So he's got to get him in. And I think there's just every indication that Norwich don't want him. Uh, Therefore, the player is apparently in favour of moving to Scotland. I would expect that if he's not here by next Saturday, I'd be amazed. Yeah, David Friel, is that one we'll be discussing as having been confirmed this time next week? Yeah, it's just saying, you know, Michael Beale's put it to the Rangers board to just get it over the line, but the way he's talking, I'd, I'd be amazed if a manager speaks in that way about a player and talks him up and, and talks about how confident he is if that's not almost over the line. And Listen, we can recapture the form we showed when he first broke into Norwich team. I think Rangers have got a very good player in their hand. I don't know the reasons why he's, it's not really worked out for him the last little while, but yeah, definitely a good player and he would, you know, as I said, he would really add to Rangers attacking options for the second half of the season. Well, plenty more discussion to come on that, I am sure, and we will build up more to the big semi-final at 5.30 and tomorrow's game between Rangers and Aberdeen. But for the meantime, let's shift focus back to three huge games in the Scottish Premiership and we will go back around the grounds next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are in the studio. Still a bit to go before we focus on Hamden for Celtic against Kilmarnock in the League Cup semi-final. Let's go back around the Premiership games and it took an unexpected twist at Easter Road at David Friel when you were saying tongues had been set wagging because Tony Watt isn't in the squad and Instagram tells you he's been out for his lunch. Uh, I'm reliably informed he's just been injured this week. So the story goes. Well, there you go, and so is Dylan Levitt apparently according to Liam Fox. So the panic's over for producer Callum and all the rest of the United fans. Um, if that's the case, Gordon. Indeed, producer Callum does have a bit more of a, a spring in his step. Um, so not necessarily meant to be an imminent departure, Hugh. Could he not bring himself to go and support the people who pay his wages? Mark says, though, and it's an away game, you're just simply not obliged to do that. Yeah, no, 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 they're busy at this time of the they're year. They're playing in Edinburgh. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Traffic. Down the road Yeah He might have to travel himself Daz is right Traffic He might have been in for treatment This morning Or or elsewhere in Glasgow You never know Exactly Exactly. No it was um, No it was waffles and eggs he had I don't care His breakfast Baloney so is told. what's been spoken in here And that's true By the way We've, we've done Deep, research. deep research on this Yeah yeah But they have waffled Waffled eggs That's breakfast It's brunch time Ah right okay <laughs> This is ridiculous um, <laughs> On the field For the players that actually <laughs> are there And are not worried about their brunch choices uh, David Feel I suppose it's, it's time to see how much of a, a kickstart that Win at Fir Park was for Hibs Or if that was just charitable Motherwell presenting Hibs with goals That they couldn't possibly refuse 
Yeah, I suppose there's two ways of looking at it, Gordon. I think the Hibs are definitely better. You know, I, th I think at times attacking-wise they have been okay, and then you look at the fact they've still got Ryan Portis and David Marshall in goals, and you wonder why they've been so not even inconsistent, just so poor. But I don't know. I think there's been a few false dons, and I don't know. I, I still don't think a manager can come out and speak about a squad of players and a board of directors like Lee Johnson did and last too much longer, you know, I think this is obviously the crucial three games coming up, as I said earlier, they United today, Hearts in the Cup and then Aberdeen at home, but I think they probably need to win at least two um, for him to survive, I just think it's getting to that stage, I just think he's under a lot of pressure here. Despite um, being able to go, you know, top six today? Yeah, I do, I, ju I just don't think the results have been good enough, and, and people can talk about, you know, and, and he's the one that's talking about it, about how you know bad decisions made at board level and the signings haven't been good enough. But half the signings that don't get a game for Hibs are his signings. Um, maybe that speaks of a bigger issue behind the scenes. But no, I, I think he's been backed enough in the summer to get Hibs playing far better than he has. I don't think the, the performances and results have been acceptable at all. And you know he has to go and back it up today with another win against the United team who are fighting for their lives but have some good players in the pitch. Talking about. Potential false dons Fraser Wisher It's interesting that it's, it's Motherwell playing Ross County today You'll remember when Stevie Hamill took over There was a lot of talk about Performances having improved And, and maybe the results would follow They got up to Dingwall in October And beat Ross County 5-0 And you think that they're really On to something Problem being They've won only one game since then Since that victory in the 4th of October They've won only once And it's a terrible run in general uh, And a particularly poor run at home Particularly poor at home, you're, you're absolutely right. I think it's one win in nine games at home and only scored nine goals at that time. So most of their successes are they've got a better record away from home, getting more points. And sometimes that can be when a team's not playing with confidence, they, they prefer to play away from home because they don't have to go and force the game. The game's not theirs to the, the fans shouting on them as well, you know, both for and against them. So sometimes it's easier away from home. But I think you're right, the, the, the Motherwell problem's not just recent. You know, I, I think I saw. A, a table that was put together for games in the calendar year of 2022 and uh, Mother had this, the second lowest points total only uh, Dundee who were relegated and come on they added their points together they were one point behind Mother for 2022 so it's, it's a long term problem and certainly at home it's been a real a real issue for them is just to be getting that win or even a, even a couple of draws when, when, they've, when they've been a, an odd goal in it so the pressure's on Mother today is a, a change information we spoke about Oli Crankshaw's in and he'll play wide along with McIntyre, so there's a bit of pace in the team as well, so the, the, the start to this game is absolutely vital, because Ross County, their problem is scoring goals, and I think they'll sit back and allow Motherwell the ball, and then it's up to Motherwell, who are not playing particularly well, and no, low in confidence, can they go and be confident on the ball, can they be, be brave, can they go and create something, can they break down Ross County, Ross County have got five goals uh, away, away from home this season, so they're not going to be a huge danger, other than on the counter-attack, so the game's going to be all about Motherwell, can they get that lead, and I think if they get ahead, they'll go on and win the game but if they lose the first goal I think they could be in big trouble today because Ross County are a decent side they're well organised if they get a goal up it's going to be really difficult for Mothers to get back into it It has to be about those so-called winnable games doesn't it Fraser you get the feeling the one that might haunt Motherwell as being 2-0 up against 10-man Kilmarnock just before Christmas and having to settle for a 2 all draw even last week Hibs were not that far ahead of them in the table Hibs were supposed to be in crisis Motherwell score twice still can't uh, win the game there, there's not a lot to show for the games against the teams round about them yeah if you're going to stay in the Premier League you, you have to beat Ross County and the teams around you at home and uh, it's the first time for a long time we've really been talking about Mother in a, in a sense of can they stay up you know but I win today it's a six point gap and all of a sudden they're up just behind the St Johnston and all the teams above them it's so tight 
in this division. So a, a win can just change the whole dynamic around the club as well. Players are happier coming in. There's a spring in their step going into training. The confidence just goes through the whole club. The supporters go home happy as well, and they can begin to look up the way. But I, th I think just think this is a, it's a big game for them. You know, they've got a growth next week away in the cup. Can you imagine going into it a defeat today and at the bottom of the table? That's a difficult one as well. So all of a sudden, big games coming up. But I do think Motherwell will win it. I actually think they'll get they'll get that win. I said earlier, they've been in most of the games this year. They've only lost most of the games by the odd goal, like Hibs last week. So if they could just stop conceding at the back. They've got forwards that can cause teams problems, and I think they'll do that today. I think they'll win by the odd goal. Yeah, doing that amateur psychology thing, Gordon DL, Mullow's mm. form is better away from home, and you just wonder on a day like this, how much can you use so-called home advantage, and how much does it become a, a little bit of a burden if things aren't going to plan? Yeah, but if, if you go through the rest of the season and your home form is very poor, you're going to get relegated. It's as simple as that. Fraser touches on... You know, that one one result at home And that's a big, big game for us today There's no doubt Because Ross County will be difficult They've got to start winning games We've seen what happened to them last year All of a sudden they came from nowhere Went on a great run Built up a bit of confidence Charles Cook obviously scoring the goals Motherwell have brought in a couple of new signings today They're at home They're under a bit of pressure They'll need to handle that Fraser's quite right to point out Not in the fact that what it does going forward because a broth's always got to be difficult where you're going up there winning games or not always got to be difficult their next league game is against St Mirren and Paisley mm. I watched St Mirren last night and I could tell you I was very impressed with them so if we're going to survive in this league and get self out of trouble home fixtures and it has to start today or I am sorry I'm going to say this I think the mother my manager comes under severe pressure well you know last week the problem was uh, they're defending against Hibs which was shambolic this Ross County team have scored 14 goals all season long 21 games 14 goals they don't even get a goal a game or anything like it they must be a real treat to watch but Motherwell as the Dazzler said they have got to make Home advantage count They've got to get the three points Got to get the psychological lift Of going six ahead of Ross County Otherwise You travel to a broth And there's a wee man up there Getting ready to say Jeezy peeps man <laughs> <laughs> It's the next two and a half weeks for me Gordon It's critical for Stevie Hamill Until the window closes Now I know He's got some crucial fixtures in there But the one thing you, you would say About this squad It just isn't good enough Wasn't good enough at the start of the season Stevie Hamill's been left with it He's now making additions. It's up to the additions to make impact, and then he has to add to it. Oh, jeezy peeps, man. <laughs> anyway, plenty more to come from him as the afternoon progresses. Let me tell you, I can guarantee that for sure. St Johnston uh, against Livy, uh, Dave Galloway. Not too much between these sides in terms of the league table. Um, so I'm sure maybe St Johnston fans would be looking for that home advantage, and Livy just continuing to to try and surprise people. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. Um, St Johnston's home form, though, it must be uh, more than a bit of a concern. They've won just three of their ten league matches here at McDermott Park uh, so far this season. Livingston continuing to impress. The chance to move up to, to fourth place, you know, can they maintain momentum and even challenge for a European place? Would you bet against it under Davy Martindale? 
Certainly not. And the pitch here, incidentally, it's got a lot of sand on it. We've had some pretty heavy rain. The, the pitch is out being uh, spiked at the moment, but uh, we can only hope that the weather doesn't adversely affect uh, the entertainment uh, that these two teams will hopefully serve up today. Oh, I don't like that time in the season, Mark, when the pitches visibly uh, have been taking a, a bit of a battering, and it probably is going to be this weekend. This will be the turning yeah. point. Well, especially up in that... Area of Scotland Dundee already off It's just 20 minutes down the road For that St Johnson Pitch never really that good Hopefully the, the groundsman Doesn't listen Call in here But it's never been Renowned for being a, a perfect surface So difficult for the players Crucial one for both teams Right enough And no Marvin Bartley On the touchline It'll be a quieter place Hugh Evans You'll know what life's all about today Lynx Park Montrose uh, That part of the country Getting battered by rain As Mark said uh, But He's, he watched the game midweek against Kelty Hearts from the stand Just assessing what he has at Queen the South uh, But he's on the touchline today So some poor old referee will be getting an ear bashing at Lynx Park Yeah we'll keep an eye on that for sure As the guys have said Mark Wilson told you Dundee Partick Thistle is off Which is a real shame uh, Especially for many Thistle fans in this neck of the woods Hamilton Morton My goodness Dougie Emery going back to Hamilton yeah. um, Not not a, a face or a name that John Rankin could probably uh, be doing with scene given how difficult it's been for Hamilton Ackies league leaders Queen's Park up Inverness that should be a cracker Cove Wraith and Air United against their both as well and plenty to come down the divisions and of course we've got those League Cup semi-finals to look forward to as well so with that in mind let's take a breather because the 3 o'clock kickoffs are coming up next The winning team all season long this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, and Hugh Evans are here, and the three o'clock kickoffs are fast approaching. You have Hibs Dundee United, Motherwell Ross County, and St Johnston Livy in the top flight before we turn attentions to the League Cup semi finals a bit later on. There are only three games. I'm only asking you to predict three games. Even you, Duds, can't mess this up. What does the ACA look like this afternoon? Motherwell can't score. Uh, Ross County. I beg your pardon, I'll get that wrong. Ross County can't score, Motherwell can't defend. So this is the the look of two bad lots about it. A draw. Um Hibbs, I think, will beat Dundee United while Tony Watt finishes off his breakfast. And uh, uh St Johnston and Livingston, another draw. Mine's is identical to well, you. You're doomed uh, then, aren't you? I know, I know. I was gonna change it, but it's written on my page, so I can't change it. Exact same. Pools Coombs for me, three X's. You can explain that to the younger audience <laughs> Three draws Well yeah Three draws Three okay. X's One home Two away Three and X Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements Trade accounts available now Call them today I have to say The weather at Fir Park Is absolutely Horrendous The outgoing CEO Alan Burrows Has got the big jacket on He's got the hood up He's standing in the touchline uh, Looking absolutely miserable Fair play to any fan Who's turned out Gordon Because that is horrific I hope you've not left your windows yeah, open I certainly have yeah I, I, you were the I was hoping there. Uncle Fester Sitting in the stand Fraser Wisher Would oh, run gosh. down and maybe Climb up and close <laughs> What have you opened your windows for? Can, in I, a day I, like today Because I do it all the time Mark It's all about fresh air 
so circulation you, you, you insult, in the house. You insult a man who's in charge of PFA Scotland. I don't know if he could go up to your door. I don't know if he could go up the stair. That's the problem. I'm <laughs> a bit concerned about. Seriously, are the windows open? Because yeah. you are in deep trouble. That is sideways rain, as they my, say. My curtains will be in the <laughs> oh, kitchen. Sideways oh, rain. Yeah. Oh, it's coming <laughs> straight in, straight <laughs> into your kitchen. Oh, and I've got one of those so... big bay windows as well. It's just got to be oh. carnage. <laughs> Honestly, sounds a nice penthouse flat you've got there. I was yes. going to say, I'm not sure that's a bay window what you're describing, but yes, anyway, let's not get let's not get involved in. What do you think's a bay window? A big one. Oh. Like <laughs> I don't think there's a bay. I've seen your flat. I don't think it's a bay window. He thought that sounded good, so he just went yeah. with bay. Yeah. People are Not many flats in the world a bay window. I had a bay no. window either when I seen it. Anyway, you, you just hope it doesn't affect the the standard of the football because it looks horrific. Well, I think the weather matches the circumstances really because it's a grim old afternoon for both of them. They, they both need to w- win this game, Ross County. Having lost uh, Charles Cook, um, have never been the same. 14 goals out of 21 games. They're struggling. Motherwell are struggling. One win since October is horrific. Uh, so the weather for me simply matches the grim nature of the occasion. And Gordon, we said that Stevie Hamill had to do something. What is, is interesting, when you see the team lined up, you know, and if you're talking about uh, on paper or whatever, and, and you look at who's playing where, and sometimes even the way the club have, have tweeted the team news, um, you would have maybe thought back three, Paul McGinn going to the right side of a back three, which he's played regularly, Max Johnson at, at right wing back. But it does look like Paul McGinn's in midfield. I'm surprised, yeah, so. Gordon. I, I really am. Paul McGinn played at the back against Rangers at Ibrooks. I thought he played very well indeed. Um, two centre halves, it's a big day for them. They need to defend over poor last week. Uh, Fraser Wisher's been in touch to say not a chance he would go into your flat. It's the twilight zone, not entering that world, he says. Uh, he could look at the medals and oh no, they'll throw them in. Couldn't look at them. Speaking of which, how's the knee? Um, big knee up this week Yeah I'm getting there I'm, I'm speaking to my physio mm-hmm. On my right hand side He's advised me that to Well go if one and do man a, knows about knee surgery yeah, It's this guy To go and do a little bit In the bite tomorrow So uh, for all the gym uh, people I'll visit them tomorrow Just for, I was obviously concentrating on the show Did I hear you during the break Asking Mark Wilson To pick your scabs off for you? Oh. Yeah. No he's yeah. changing my yeah. bandages Because you'd be right He's a main man He's a knee man There's no way I am going near <laughs> your scabby knee <laughs> Oh Jesus, man! <laughs> the thought of it, you've conjured up an image that the the listening audience do not wish to consider. Mm. He still got his plasters on, Hugh. When was that? You got done Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. But obviously, I'm bathing and stuff like that. <laughs> but I can't get the. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thought. <laughs> That's what it's called, isn't it? When you watch bathing. I'm going to try and limit myself on the Jeezy peeps because I'm getting really excited about it. Maybe we'll save it for. When our both concede, does that that seem appropriate? That seems fair, yeah. yeah. And maybe but a VAR decision going against maybe Motherwell. Maybe Motherwell concede as well. I'll see how I feel. Um, good start, Dundee United. Portes is in midfield for Hibs. Josh Campbell's at right back. Chris Cadden, remember, uh, dropped out there. Jim's had a shot saved. Graham Carey's hit the top of the net. Good start for St Johnston. And just before we get interrupted by any goal mouth drama, Hugh Keevans, let's do this. Mm. The first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. (laughs) 
topical question this weekend Name the last six Scottish players To score in a Scottish League Cup final Half a dozen Scottish players They scored in the Scottish League Cup final The last half a dozen Who are they? I like that very straightforward question But are the answers straightforward? The last six Scots to score in a Scottish League Cup final Go! Be fast at Clyde SSB We're looking for one tweet With all the correct answers And you are trying to beat everyone else to it It's somewhat mm-hmm. of a race So let's see what you've got there At Clyde SSB And see who's got the top knowledge in the first half It's a miserable day You can't be out and about, surely So maybe just sit back uh, and take part in the teaser I can see Sean on Twitter He says I'm listening from my sick bed Could we see a Saturday afternoon Where the Ackies win? Against Morton Well Morton you know, the, the, Their good run came to an end Against Partick Thistle last weekend They're looking to get back on track As they say They've got Celtic in the Cup Next weekend uh, I would fancy Doogie Emery Sorry Bedridden Hamilton Ackies fan But I fancy Morton very strongly or maybe if that just made your day. Yeah, really. I was going to say it's not like you to predict the outcome accurately. Yeah. Mm. I have to agree with you though. I think for John Rankin, the window is important. I get Hamilton's structure and giving young kids a chance, <coughs> but when the club has has fallen from their position in the Premiership and then they're falling further down, sometimes you need experience to get you out of that hole and elevate you back up. And I think John needs all the help he can get at the minute, not just young kids. I, th- I think Hamilton can get a result today. I really do. I know it'll be difficult. Morton are sitting in fifth. Hamilton fighting for their life. They're at home. Windy conditions, rain on that AstroTurf. Uh, I-, I think Hamilton have got a lot of good up-and-coming young lads. Just a bit early for them. But... If they reach the heights today A wee bit of luck They can get three points Yeah it's a big Saturday of course But we were underway In the Premiership last night Hearts beating St Mirren At Tynecastle To strengthen their hold On third place I think you suggested earlier Gordon You were encouraged by The visiting performance What did you make of the game? Yeah uh, I enjoyed it Gordon and I thought that St Mirren made a good account of herself Really impressed with St Mirren Away from home But It took a lad who I've got a lot of faith in here, Barry Mackay, I've spoke very highly of him. He's come in for a bit of criticism lately from the Hearts supporters. He's not performed to the levels that he started at the beginning of the season. But if you've not seen it, what a goal. The great goal, wasn't oh, it? Oh, fantastic. Just it's Barry Mackay-esque, written all over him. The way he plays it, he just follows it up. And the cool, composed finish gives the goalkeeper no chance. Then we'll have the question... VAR again yeah. Was that a penalty mm. kick? And what do you was, think? Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. But Stephen Robinson was quite right After the match When he said that VAR is soul destroying I'm not blaming VAR So much as the people who operate it uh, I, I just think we're getting too much wrong Or the handball rule the Being handball an absolute rule. minefield Well yeah yeah, yeah it's a, you know, But VAR is doing nothing To enhance I, our game I, here. I think that is a problem VAR yeah. picks it up the officials, I believe the officials are as confused as a lot of us looking at that and a lot of fans. Hold that thought. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements.
Hibs nil Dundee United mm. one And it's Glenn Middleton With the goal It was a cross Flicked on by Fletcher He finds the top corner And that's a dream start For Dundee United Producer Callum is happy And that really does Shake things up At the bottom as well Remember Motherwell and Ross County Playing each mm. other And Dundee United Looking to take advantage Of that uh, And a good start Glenn Middleton And Stephen Fletcher Both ex-Hibs players Of course yeah. And another one of these Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. And it's a lead for Livy. Sean Kelly with a low drive from the edge of the box, not missing Marvin Bartley's mm. oh. input from the sidelines quite yet. And they have taken the lead as well. So it's all come to life. St Johnston nil, Livingston one, Hibs nil, Dundee United one. Hibs all over the place at the back, says David Friel. And uh, the visitors. In front in two well, of the games I did say to you If you were playing A back four With Will Fish in it And Rocky Bashiri, You'd be quite happy about that They are Very poor Defensively David Feel also called it Prior to kick off When he said that The, the, the pressure had still uh, To remain On Lee Johnson Because of uh, All of the talking That he does And the results Not matching his talking If talking Turned into league points Hibs would be above Celtic in the table But <laughs> the, the, the talk is not matched by What happens on the park for Lee Johnson And if you fail to follow up The win over Motherwell last weekend And you're mm. at Easter Road They will not be happy, the Hibs fans Stephen Kelly it was, by the way My apologies It's me getting mixed up Stephen Kelly for Livingston uh, So still the fact remains Livier one up at St Johnston However... Got one of these VAR review Ooh. With Clyde Built Home that. Improvements Just have, no, having a look at that Livy goal Motherwell have Ooh. hit the post though Stuart McKinstry cutting in Would have been a wonderful effort Cuts in onto that right boot Bends it um, And the goal does stand mm. by the way For Livingston So there we are And Motherwell coming close as well Mark Wilson Brilliant effort And this is why I don't understand McKinstry being at the team You know you brought him to the club Back to the club for a reason And you can clearly see When you look at this boy He's got ability just opens things up Comes in off the, the left hand side of the box On his right foot Curls it into the far post Pretty much like Kent's Against Celtic But he just He's got a bit of composure about him Mark, um, He showed that against Tibbs When he went through in the goalkeeper Never looked like missing Good goal Very mm. unlucky there uh, I think Fraser's got a decent game At Fur Park I know the weather's poor But I think he's got a decent game Ryan McGeever of Dumbarton's Had enough of the weather He wants up the road He's been sent off oh, After 13 yes. minutes there uh, 4-4 against Dumbarton Will be going nowhere Because we'll be waiting On the, the team bus I would imagine You talk uh, about players And uh, the, 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 Who are at Celtic and Rangers And be careful What you wish for And where you go And the, you know Don't leave Celtic and Rangers Without Really giving it Proper thought Luton 2 West Brom 0 What is Tom Rogic <laughs> doing Floating around West Brom yeah, it can't be a, a pleasant experience uh, You Before we got interrupted by those goals Which I don't mind We were about to debate that um, penalty not given to St Mirren Where were we? We well, agreed I mean, I, it was a penalty Yeah, I, I thought it was a penalty as well But mm. I, again, I don't blame VR. The officials, I think, are as confused as anyone Now, uh, people say, well, how can that be the case? But the, the rule just... I think is is so open to interpretation sometimes that I don't think it should be. Mm. I think it should be tightened up. I think it should be clarified. And I get it's there in IFAB and it's there in black and white, but it's not just your league that's having this problem. It's it's throughout and Europe, again, throughout the world. To, to be fair, I have still seen a split here. You, you, you might all agree, but I've seen 
plenty of people this morning saying that A, can you actually tell, can you definitively tell mm-hmm. if the ball strikes Kyrolls below <laughs> the the t-shirt line as it used to be called, the, the, the bottom of the armpit, whatever. Can you definitely tell it hits him below that? Is he trying to get his hand out of the way? Is none of that mitigation I'd for you? I refuse to live in a world with t-shirt lines. Well, ha- but this, this is the thing. You have no choice because... If Cardigan line. But this is the thing. You have no choice because that's what the referee's asked to assess. It's all right us being flippant and this phrase that everyone's going, oh, I don't know what a penalty is anymore, which everyone just keeps saying and just keeps throwing out there willy-nilly. You have to tell if it's below the t-shirt well, line or I, not. I go with the Saint manager Stephen Robinson, who clearly well, he would say it's a penalty. I, I fully understand that. However, the man might be right. Uh, yeah, but we, you have to tell us why. That's what I'm saying. It has to be that way because otherwise we're just throwing our own general. And by the way, I'm, I don't even disagree. But I'm, I'm talking about let's get there in the right way first. I think Can you definitively tell it was low enough in the arm? No, you can't. But I, I agree that the whole. Handball thing has become utterly shambolic But um, I also sympathise with the submitter manager When he says that VAR is soul destroying But nobody knows where they are anymore And the, and I, I am not getting full confidence In the people who are operating this stuff What do you think Mark? Can you definitively tell it's low enough in the arm? Do no. you think he's trying to get his hand out of the way? These are the defences so if you like yeah, I wanted seen to offered. ask you about that then So if he's trying to get his hand out the way But it's still outstretched And it still hits his, What's the ruling on that? Well, ugh, do you know what? There's another thing See when you look, you look through all the angles I keep seeing this there's, People keep showing us the still image from behind the goal Where my mm. goodness it looks like his hand is straight out And the ball hits yeah. it can you tell by that image if the ball's hitting his hand at that point? I'm or, not sure. Or I'm, his I'm hand. genuinely it, it, asking. Well, in freeze frames, when you see it in, you can't, you, when you, you see it in real time, say, yeah, because of where he is, does it look? Does it look like the hand is a, is a bit closer? Doubt. These are the things it's, that you have to so try. So when and, you, you freeze a picture, you don't know where the where that picture's taken. If the ball's on the way out of play, so you can spin that any which way. But watching watching it uh, in live time, for me, that is a penalty. I mean. If you're saying people are split, fine. But again, I'm trying to compare it to others that have happened this year where players have tried to get their hands out of mm. the way and it's hit them. And then the argument is, if they're wrong, should this one be wrong? But you've yeah. got to referee with the that, same consistency, this surely. This is the thing throughout. that we don't... Because you don't, you don't hear this, you know, we don't get that communication from, from what you're led to believe that there are... Efforts that are on goal it tends to be a bit more strict, Gordon. Yeah. So I, again, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm second guessing here. That's clearly not on goal. It's a ball that's going out of play. Whether that, you know, sort of lowers the bar a bit. This is where you. It would be nice to get those regular explanations, the regular communication. Yeah, and then you can get a, a clearer picture of it because as you said there, we are second guessing. I I would probably go in the, the sense of I think it's a penalty. When I seen it at the beginning, I thought it was a penalty. Um, so you think definitely low enough on the arm? Yeah, I think, yeah. I, and and I think his arms. And when you look and when he hits the ball, I know it's going away from goals, mm-hmm. but it changes slightly the angle of the ball. I think his hand is out. I really do. I don't think he needs. You don't to think he's trying to pull it away as he no, turns no, round. I think it's a penalty kick. Uh, and look, mm-hmm. if you have ten people in here, five may say penalty, five may say against. I think that's a penalty kick, and I'd be very. 
I'd feel very hard done by going and and I know what Mark's saying because we're looking at different ones and the ones that like say O'Reilly Burnaby when you thought well the ball was going towards goals and it well O'Reilly's wasn't but Burnaby's yeah, was Burnaby's they was they don't, I thought it was a penalty cut I've got to be honest. they don't give penalties for handball at Tynecastle. <laughs> uh, oh, we've got another one of these. Where are we? Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Did anyone have Stephen Kelly to be on a hat trick within 17 minutes? Jeez. He's doubled his tally. He's doubled Livy's tally. And Dave Galloway called it. He said St Johnson's home record was miserable, and it is getting worse. St Johnson have been getting it in the neck off their own fans for ticket pricing and giving too many stands. Uh, away to opposition yeah. fans And it's not going great on the pitch either Stephen Kelly with a 15 minute double I should say And Livy are 2-0 up It's a real confidence booster for St Johnston As they approach Rangers in the Scottish Cup next weekend uh, But at the start I said that Davy Martindale is a phenomenon Now he's already on his way now Well on his way to 31 points Which would Four. take him above Aberdeen yeah, so, so, they're better without Marvin Bartley. Mm. No, I think you're being a bit unfair. Mm. His, the evidence is there. They're getting off extra, to a flyer. His lawyers, his lawyers suit, may yeah. be listening. I urge you all to be careful. Well, see, for a, the way that we argue about things on here, that is the type of flimsy proof that people offer yeah. for various <laughs> things. So that that might do. But that's a phenomenal uh, performance again from Livingston. For St. You know, Johnson, the, the, Hugh, yeah. no, oh, they sure. must be starting to look over their shoulder now. Now things go Dundee United's way like they are at the minute and if Ross County can nick a win or Motherwell then that points gap isn't too big and you're looking over your shoulder at the bottom rather than top six Stuart McKinstry is definitely Motherwell's main threat that's another one he's cutting on that far side and this time it's Ross Laidlaw uh, producing the save I think he eventually comes back he's a threat onto the, the left foot this time and flashes one Mark, near post if, if Dundee United win today Mark and they are one up at Easter Road they might only be two points adrift yeah. of St Johnston, you know. So therefore, the the pressure does begin. See that league. See that league here. See if you can keep yourself in that middle, ninth to fifth. The points are there are not a lot of points between them at all. Then you do a wee run at the end. Your top six no problem. Mm. The big problem for like say Motherwell Lost County just now is if you don't start winning the odd game. You put yourself mm. under severe pressure. Sean in his sick bed will be happy. Hamilton Aki's won you. Morton nil and the Winters 19th minute penalty, putting the home side in front against the Gamery, of course. A fans' mm. favourite well in done. South Lanarkshire. Well done to them, to John Rankin and everyone. Uh, I didn't see that coming, but then I wish several hundred offences taken into consideration. <laughs> yeah, Hamilton Aki's won up then um, on Morton Dunfermline, one up against Peterhead, Craig Whiten. Uh, opening the scoring for the par St Mirren fans by the way on that topic there that handball don't forget the open lines here at 5 so if you've been waiting to get something off your chest if you think ah this would be getting spoken about much more if it was one of the big sides why are we not getting the same publicity well, please do give us a call make sure it gets the lengthy discussion that you feel it deserves the open line will be here uh, but later on in the show so goals going in then despite the miserable weather there is a level of entertainment out there especially if you are a Livy fan because you're 2-0 up at St Johnston you brought up the question Gordon of the St Johnston fans who have taken it very badly that three stands have been given to Rangers uh, if there are any more goals for Livy in the first half then 
anger will emerge. I can't, I can't see the argument against that for St. Johnson. I really can't. You Giving know, up the stands. Yeah. I, 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 I oh, can't. You I, are so wrong. Don't get me started. No, I, St. Johnston hardly get a crowd going. So right. And so you sell your soul then and, you sh- and annoy all, listen, all your fans I've sold my soul all my life exactly. <laughs> and I ain't, going to, I ain't going to change now got you. Exactly Sitting here with you guys on a Saturday Enjoying your company But if you've got a chance to bring in some Money to the club That will improve your club Improve everything about your club Short term thinking Does it matter? It does Does it, it does. matter? It does Does it matter? You, you ask, you ask, the, the, out, you the, ask pound, the outgoing the, It's all about the pound You ask the outgoing <laughs> Alan Burrows Right? Because on that day You might get more But you're then left with a fan base And their kids And their kids And their kids That think you don't care about them And think you don't have your best interest You're also in a cup competition by the way uh-huh. A cup competition yeah. Which St Johnson have done really well in recent years And you're giving up your home advantage I think, I think you flip it and say We are caring about you Because we're selling our soul no. to get more money on that to one help occasion. this club. On that one occasion. But well, see, see, see if you ask so Alan Burrows. So you're not doing it every week. See if you ask Alan Burrows, he'll tell you that you or you start making these decisions and eventually your season ticket base will grow. And these are the fans that are going to pay your season tickets and they're going to do it year after year. That's the type of relationship you have to have. Right, okay, if you look so, at those so one occasions, so you get it wrong. So you're telling me that by not doing that, St Johnston are going to increase their growth in season tickets next year. Because of the, the gesture of going Well we, we stopped Rangers having three stands That's the type of decision That can lead to that relationship Where you think that the The um, the club's got your best interests at heart so Of course I'm not saying on that one For that one single thing Yeah, But St Mirren have done it Motherwell have done it That's, that's what I think, do I think you can still care for your own fans But also look after your club And I think you've got a duty to look after your club Well isn't it telling that all the St Johnston fans Disagree with you You know that's the way they feel it's, well, And it's very difficult all, for, for, for you at the outside to say That that's wrong Well I'm looking at it as a neutral If I <coughs> if I ran a business and ran a club I would probably mm. sell the tickets And you'd, you'd run it into the ground I'd, I'd love to see <laughs> well, your I business do, I What business would you run it Anyway there was, a one, there was a bit of VAR drama At Fir Park Because there was a County penalty claim Edwards and Kelly Well I was going to say colliding But I guess the decision was that there was no collision Because he, he went down a bit easy didn't he Yeah. I think in the eyes of, of the officials And no penalty given yeah, A bit quite, easy I think yeah. that's a dive yeah. And a blatant dive at that The goalkeeper comes out Kelly comes out I think he maybe misjudges it But there's no way he makes contact there The only thing that would worry you Gordon If you were a mm, Motherwell Defending um, Manager is the defending again is so so soft. Uh, uh, yeah, um, I know we've brought in two attacking players in January, and the more the merrier for me because I think we're so dependent on Van Veen. Obviously, McKinstry, I think, is a very good talent, scored a goal against Tibbs, he's come close a couple of times. But if you're going to survive, uh, uh, every manager will tell you the first thing they're going to do is shore up the defence, be hard to beat. Then go and get points, pick up points, win games. We look like we can ship goals for fun just now. And that's my worry about Motherwell. United playing some lovely stuff by all accounts. So, um, good start to that game for them. I, I think, see, for Motherwell, see if you're going to bring players in. They've got to make an instant impact. Now, is the boy on the bench, centre half? Is a mm, Blaney, and he's been, Blaney. For, he's been there for a few weeks, remember. So... Um, you know, is that a case that Stevie Hamill's had a look at him in training and just thought he's going to make matters worse? You, but how could it be worse? I'm concerned about that, Mark. That would be the question because he's the, the one thing I've seen is a 
don't know if you'd call it a concern He's left sided right And we mm-hmm. don't do this with right sided players You, you, you just you, play them anyway You just play yeah. two Ricky Lamy's left footed Shane Blaney's left footed Are you going to play them both But can that be enough to keep you out of the team Gordon When the team's defending as badly as they were last week No No Not in the modern day game You can come in Look Matt couldn't get a game with Shelter You get right back He ended up going and playing left back <laughs> And no. made a a decent uh, career out no, it. We were having problems at left back, so yeah. I filled well, a hole. I, I could easily no, could have played right game, back. Mate, let's be honest. I, I should have played it. both you, positions. You, you can tell everybody about all the games you played in, but you couldn't get a game at right back. <laughs> um, the thing is, if you've got a problem in your defence, you can't sit there and say, "Well, you're not getting in there because you're left-footed and I can't play you in the right side." You're a defender. Just go and play. Some some players. Mm-hmm. And Coglu said a thing this morning uh, about his team selection for. This evening's game against Kilmarnock And he said that I see them every day I know who I should be putting in In the starting 11 And I have to Think that Stevie Hamill Is in the same position He clearly Doesn't see enough In Blaney To give him a game Managers can get these things wrong Of course Absolutely But On his head Be it then I mean We've got an, An all together On their heads Be it situation We've got Lee Johnson all top no action once again down 1-0 to Dundee United we've got Callum Davidson down 2-0 to Livingston at Perth so you know when you know, when you're shipping goals like Motherwell it's interesting Blaney has to be so far away <laughs> yeah. from the others that are actually playing yeah. that you don't put him in because if he's anywhere near it and he looks just fit, try you think, the well, difference just, yeah. let's just try because the yeah if, if the, 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 the solution apparently this week And we're about to find out if it works or not Is to bring in a new right back Move the existing right back into midfield Maybe shore up the full team That that can happen mm-hmm. That's perfectly possible It doesn't need to be That you you ditch one of your two centre backs But You know if, if you had a strong option As Mark says yeah. If you had what you felt was a strong option You would have changed that back to yeah. From and, last week And maybe. he doesn't trust it to go to a, a back three So I think it's a good move by Put McGinn in there To give the protection Of the two centre backs If that's the two centre backs You've got to go with Loud booze Ringing around Easter Road The fans aren't happy With what they're seeing Until Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements And it's Kevin Nisbet Who equalises Stephen Fletcher Had just fired wide Hibbs had made a mistake Easter Road was furious Up pops Kevin Nisbet Fourth goal in the space of a game and a quarter or whatever it is and Hibs are level well that's just in time for Lee Johnson because the, the Hibs fans know what they're looking at in general terms uh, they were quite pleased with uh, what happened at Motherwell last Sunday but in general terms Hibs have been shocking and that goal has arrived just in the nick of time because the last thing you need on top of a poor team on the park is a mutinous <coughs> crowd yeah, great finish Lovely feet to get some space Then fires over He's the one that'll keep yeah, Lee Johnson a job By goal, the way Goal scorers keep managers yeah. in job I going to say that You could be hopeless For 89 minutes But if you've got a goal scorer That can, you know Pull you out a hole Then you'll do okay So Many managers that owe me March throughout the, the, the year um, I think Nisbet yeah. is massive Now, I know what David was saying about the fans about Lee Johnson and the results and whatever. He gets a result today. It could be in the top six by tonight. But Hibs have to think. Over the cracks, that. Yeah. Yeah, Hibs have to think. Yeah, but, but, but they've, they've sacked that many managers, Hugh, as quickly. They ain't going to sack a manager now when he's in the top six. Well, ain't going to happen. Well, the, the, the fans clearly do not buy into him. 
And he's got a problem there So I think it's the structure The full structure Of the club And that's why they're Now looking to appoint Is that a director of football Yeah Rumours or, or Calls for John Park Who's Who went into Rangers Not that long ago To go in Someone who Who's been at the club before And had great success But the signing Policy How much Of a say does these managers get in that I think that's up for question With the Hibs fans Six goals in six games Since returning for Kevin Nisbet though Good yeah. striker Gordon um, I know that Steve Clark's doing his rounds now Looking at players He was at Tynecastle last night He must Nisbet must be back on the radar again Shankland obviously But I like Nisbet I think his timing of his runs As a centre forward And he never seems flustered When he finishes I watched his finish last um this morning actually um, Last week at Far Park I think it was his third one He comes across the defender Great timing yeah. And it's a cool finish uh, Alloa 2 FC Edinburgh nil A double for Connor Salmon Falkirk 1 Clyde nil. Uh, Jim Duffy won't be happy at that Although he was acknowledging the size of the task last night Callum Morrison has opened the scoring there And Cove Rangers nil. Wraith Rovers 1 Club legend Lewis Vaughan, very popular, one of the most popular attackers I can ever remember. He's a good player, I, th- I think. Um, he'll be up there next to my peg, he'll probably just be number eight, round about there. Can't Three believe games. you won number eight. Number eight, uh, that was that was designer at that time. Last it, it was Gascoigne DL. Oh, people oh, like that. Do you know what that? Do you know what this calls for? <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> he made me do it, Hugh. Uh, he made he's me. A, he's already said he's <laughs> better than Erling Haaland, and now he's going Gaza. I didn't say a better. I thought City would suit my style of play. Now should we? Uh, should we um, expose the conversation that happened at the break, Mark? When he he reiterated the fact that. He would he would have fitted into this Man City team, which I scoffed at, and he then turned around to me and said, "What are you talking about? You never even saw me play. As if I needed as if I needed to see you play to know that you weren't as good as Erling Haaland and Kevin De Bruyne." That was a great response for you, that Gordon. I wasn't making that point. My point was that the Man City team of today would have suited my style of play. There's no doubt with my pace, my ability. Ryan Porteous is back in defence for Hibs, so. Bit of a mixed bag, Mark. That because it's all right saying ah, that just shows you, you know, it was a mistake. But he has actually done, he has done quite well. Porous in, in, in the midfield, midfield. role. Yeah. He stepped in there, and I must admit, at for Park last week, when he stepped in, I thought, I don't think Hibs need to make that that change. I, when Hibs made those changes, I thought, oh, this might give Motherwell the the sort of boost yeah. to go and get something. And then of course he's the one that comes into midfield, makes the tackle, and yeah, and sets, and, the, and sets the goal up. But by the way, I think he does look comfortable in there. He's he's good in possession. It, it, just goes to show you he's got another side of his game I don't think that's a bad thing for Portis when he's looking for a move at the club, minute yeah. and clubs are looking and going well Utility player. he can play in a number of positions so. we'll need to keep him until the Hearts Scottish Cup tie next weekend because uh, without him they will be mauled uh, so th- I think that'll be his last game and then he'll go you could do with reminding us of that teaser please Hugh and we'll I try could. and do some wrong answers in the uh, Scottish League Cup weekend can you tell me the last half dozen Scottish players to score in a Scottish mm. League Cup final who are the last six Scots to score in a Scottish League Cup okay, final okay I can see some good answers coming in let's do some wrong ones FM Dafty wants to mention Brilliant. Lee Griffiths no he would also like to mention Callum McGregor Thanks for mentioning him oh, But he's not That there. was a Scottish Cup final Wasn't it oh, Against Motherwell uh, Shane's Gaming Wants to go Stephen Thompson No Okay get your answers in We've got one of these Goal Flashes
with Clydebilt Home Improvements. <laughs> Easter Road's booing again. Ryan Portis oh. should go back into midfield uh, because Ian Harks has put Dundee United back in front. A great move. He cuts inside. The shot deflected, though. A bit of good fortune over David Marshall and Dundee United are back in front. This is watching, a, a, mm. this is watching a man on a, a window ledge. Uh, Lee Johnson, you know, because he, 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 the crowd are booing. Hibbs get an equaliser. The crowd stay silent. Dundee United take the lead again. The crowd start to get really upset. So he is dicing with his job right now. Good game though. Good on Dundee United. Yeah, by the way, in recent weeks, you know, we've seen him against Rangers. First half they were okay. Second half the Rangers were just the better team. But before that, they put together a good wee run and backing it up again today at Easter Road. Yeah, a good game. Cove have equalised They've a torrid time of it mm. Haven't they Leighton McIntosh Has scored a penalty On 32 minutes Cove one Wraith one um, I don't think it will Provide any comfort To Lee Johnson Or those Hibs fans Gordon But from the outside That's a, a, a cracking fixture At Easter Road Taking place Yeah good game uh, Three goals Not even half time David Thrill Be delighted with that um, I've got to say I think there'll be more I don't think The two defences Are the best I've ever seen Dundee United are growing a bit of confidence Yes, mm. okay, they lost to Rangers But they've got decent players, Dundee United They've got players that can hurt you Players that can score goals But as long as Hibs keep Nisbet on the pitch They've still got a chance of getting back in the game Livingston still two up, remember At McDermott Park A wonderful start to the game for the, A game for them and Stephen Kelly in particular a Double for him Not quite what uh, Derek McInnes wants to hear Dundee United doing well They could go above Kilmarnock Should they win at Easter Road That's not the kind of thing you want to hear Just before you play Celtic in a cup semi-final That'll all be wiped away If you can do the unthinkable And cause a shock in the semi-final I suppose Where are we? We'll be a good bit away from uh, from team news yet But we can do that in the second half of the 3 o'clock games We will focus on the build-up, we'll go to Hamden, we'll get the build-up, we'll give you team news, all the rest of it. So, looking forward to that. Great fixture um, in prospect. Dave Galloway says, Livy are actually pushing to kill this game off before half-time. That's mm. not something mm. you would be expecting, Mark, in a home fixture against a team that's only, what, four points above you going yeah. into the game? I did say it was a, a middle-of-the-table clash today and each team, obviously, if they won, then they, they spring up a few places, but... Livy You wonder How David Martindale Does do it Hugh's right You know Marvin Bartley leaves Well Dougie Emery leaves first To to go and be a manager And then he brings in Marvin and I think they Marvin, were there anyway Marvin was there yeah, yeah. But he, he elevated him To, to assistant Did he? I'm not I thought sure he was first the order of it But anyway, anyway, anyway But anyway Marvin goes He brings in someone else And he just keeps getting a tune No matter who's beside him or which personnel he's got in the pitch He seems just to rotate things nicely Keep getting results It's good uh, It's good man management uh, uh, that, That's what it is Because he He turns players in Left, right and centre He loses them every summer He brings new one in We all sort of I think Is this going to be the season Where they're down Fighting relegation And he just gets a tune out of his players He gets them organised He gets them fighting He gets them working um, he's just been He's been absolutely brilliant they, You've got to say You can't criticise a boy at yeah, all They have a hand to mouth budget They have A very small supporter base Every time you see The Tony Macaroni Stadium on television It's empty And yet This guy Gets performances Out of his players And he signs good players And he organises them well The guy Is A phenomenon 
Yeah, the the latest effort was a Bruce Anderson one deflected into the goalkeeper's arm. So still 2-0. The game not done and dusted yet. Just a far from ideal start if you are Callum Davidson. Uh, and still nothing. Motherwell, Ross County, maybe a... Tell Fester to run down and close my windows. The, There's nothing <laughs> happening there at all. The type of outcome that, that maybe can happen when it's, it's a nervous lower league. Yeah, Motherwell have been the better team though. Yeah. I, I think Fraser made a good point uh, for once. I think that... He's right. Motherwell, for me today, have got to get the first goal. See if they don't get the first goal. I think. I think we're the really fans turn Motherwell. If Motherwell score one goal, that's the game finished. Well, don't you start that. Every yeah. time you say that, it never works out. Ross County, fourteen goals in twenty-one games. They don't know. They would need to send away to a catalogue <laughs> to get a goal. So uh, one goal for Motherwell, and that's the game finished. Well, it's not happening yet. It is goalless at Fir Park for the meantime. Another reminder of the teaser, Hugh. Do some more wrong answers. Yep. Topical question on League Cup weekend. Uh, who are the last six Scots to score in a Scottish League Cup final? The happy half dozen. Uh, right, let's do more wrong answers. We gave you a few. Whether we give you Lee Griffiths, Callum McGregor, they were some wrong ones as we tried to, to help you along the way let me Alan's got most of them Aidan that's a decent list from him lots of people putting Stephen Thompson in though that's a very common and that's that's not correct is it Hugh? no he's not there right okay okay um, Derek FM and various others are going for Ryan Stevenson too far back yeah? yeah too far back okay <laughs> um <laughs> What just happened? He's going on swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, I failed to lead my own list. Yeah. Oh, you thought he was on the list? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly I what you just done there. Uh, uh, Darren, Darren McKinley also went for Ryan Stevenson. Right. So there we go. Right. Ollie Crankshaw booked 35 minutes into his first game in Scottish football. He'll be a credit to it all. Uh, Sean Goss was booked earlier from Motherwell as well. So that midfield needs to. Maybe tread a bit carefully But still no goals in that one The natives are far from happy in Perth According to Dave Galloway Don't know mm. if he means just generally Or well, in terms the, of the result you, know, you, you cannot They're already uh, an unsettled supporter base Because of events off the field When you start to give them a reason To be angry for events on the field You've got the double whammy oh, Don't worry Roman Abramovich over here in the corner no, Tells you that's, that's the way you should run a football club yeah. so well, exactly. I, don't know why, know I don't know why he's handy I don't know why he's not applying for the CEO job at Fair Park That's true Listen, by the way uh, would, you, would you do that? Throw your CV in You've been director of football at Airdrie of course Yeah, Great yeah. success uh, Thank you Mark But and, that, and that's why we wouldn't take you Because you can't go from Airdrie to Motherwell can you? No, 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 no. You sold your soul yeah. I did sell my soul Yeah I sold that for a couple of quid as well <laughs> I'm I've, no, I've nothing else to sell <laughs> Uh, well, oh, I tell you what, I'll be I'll be big shoes to fill because Alan's a, a size eleven. Um, it's going to be a big big job. You weren't in that joke all <laughs> no, week, didn't. Didn't. Um, rubbish. More importantly, um, would is, is none of, none of you had the call from Marvin Bartley to go and join the backroom I staff? I'm really disappointed by the way. I thought you especially it. you by experience. Mean, you didn't even take the time to learn the guy's name, which is, is a bit of an issue. Yeah, but I thought he shared a couple of nights with you we, on we, the show. Can report. I just clear up? Um, I thought he would have appreciated the, the sharp football mind that you've got. Do you not think me and the big guy got on really good? I, I, yeah, I went away yeah, I from the here. chemistry. I was I was full of energy when I went mm -hmm. away from here, excited, thinking I hope Mark gets another holiday. Uh, I'll be back on with him. 
Uh, but mm. I'm a bit disappointed, but do you know what will happen? Watch this, Montrose will probably... And he'll come crawling. He'll come on the phone, Dazzler, I need you. Hugh, what about you? And it sort of well, you see, I would go as a motivational speaker, but with with Bartley there, I wouldn't get a word in. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. St Johnston nil, Livingston three, oh. and it's Bruce Anderson this time. It came from a corner. He's been in decent goal scoring form. Of late And he's got another one And Livingston are 3-0 up If you're a St Johnston fan You are probably chucking it at half time oh, is, yeah. that, is that three in the last two games To get two well, last week? When yeah. you think Livy's only scored 20, two, two, 20 goals yeah, yeah, this yeah. season Who, Bruce Livy Livy scored 20 goals this season And they've scored three in this first half At McDermott Park Dust down, take down that Bruce Anderson stat because it looks like James Penrice may go to the final okay. touch. But you're and, quite uh, right. It's given go to him. But the Saints fans are heading for the yeah, yeah, yeah. People just go home. They're, yeah. they, they're, they're in a huff with the club. And if the sun's out, you might be tempted, but not on a day like this. No, 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 no. But that, that is there's a great irony about St. Johnson. They, they win two trophies and it's the most successful period in the club's history. And no fans could get to see it because it was during the COVID pandemic. Uh, and now. When fans can see exactly what's in front of them, it's gone pear shaped. I've got this thing like, and I'm, this is why I'm not like you. I would, I never leave a game early. I just don't. I just com- no, completely I... against it. Just don't get it. Even and at then, three. And then last weekend, I did have somewhere that we had to be. Me and a friend and the friend's kid, and we left for a park. A couple of minutes to go, and as we're walking down, we hear the cheer, and then you know that oh. Ross Tierney scored. You think, mm. Then we got further down, and we heard another cheer, and we were convinced. We were convinced that we could read the cheer, and that Motherwell had equalised. But it was just the full time whistle, and it was the Hibs fans cheering. Uh, so, we, we, we've achieved the cheer. Oh, listen, you two leave at 60 minutes. You're, I, I don't even want to speak He's a known face in the Motherwell area. He gets mobbed, so he wants to avoid the crowds on the way out. Don't no, well, the roads are busy. I have to get down the road before the traffic. So here we are. We've got a St. Johnson team who played Aberdeen last weekend, an Aberdeen team who have been rubbish most of the season, and they lose 2 0. And now the 3 0 down at home. This mm. is. This is Critical time Producer Callum's bragging That he stayed for the seven In uh, the Netherlands yeah, But his, his, flight flight was his, his flight His flight wasn't <laughs> due to go For another three hours Not sure we're getting Giving him the credit for that one I must admit He'd had a long day that day Remember oh, uh, he'd, he'd started And look where you are now 2-1 up at Easter Road The dream continues uh, Stephen Fletcher though Has had a header tipped over Looking to go 3-1 up Well uh, You know the, the Hips fans I you know, I'm, I'm waiting for David Friel to describe mm. the noise when the halftime whistle blows. Yeah, I'm like you. You're very cynical. You always look forward to these things. But oh, I yeah. must admit, yeah, I think that could be... I am the Grim Reaper for a reason. Uh, one to look forward to. I, th- I think we should probably round this off, Hugh, to give us a bit of breathing space at the end of on, the then. half. The first half teaser. With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. For the best football news and opinion online. The last six Scots to score in a Scottish League Cup final are Paul Hanlon, <laughs> Sean Rooney, Ryan Christie, James Forrest, Michael Gardine, and Chris Commons. There we are, what a ah. list that is. I, that's actually tough. That is tough when you go through them to recall all of them. 
get them all on there beat everyone else to the punch I'm impressed with the effort on that first half teaser and well done to Mikey who was third fastest Mikko was in second place and Daniel Miller well done to you Daniel the bragging rights are yours wherever you're off to tonight you were the fastest on that first half teaser how many did you two five. dump ones get? five did out of six did get Chris, Chris Commons, Commons. We yeah, got the rest yeah. what, what you forgot about the goal Or did you not think he was a Scot Because he wasn't born here Yeah or what was it's the... a one that yeah, uh, not, Which goal I can't, I can't remember the goal He scored Anyway Guarding Good shout from myself But Hanlon Hanlon from Daz Christy Easy Forest yeah. Easy Well done You're a student of the game Right the half time whistles Are starting to go For for Dumbarton for instance um, In League 2 Goalless there have we got any in our featured matches? I don't think so yet. And uh, have you noticed not really any VAR drama in the first no. half? Uh, plenty of time for that to change in the second half. But we're on we're on track for a fairly um, efficient ending here. Not like the games are going to drag on too much longer at the end of the first half. I, I think we've got tremendous interest in three matches today. I mean, the 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 Dundee United. Scoreline so far 2-1 up against Hibs The Livy scoreline 3 up Away from home Against St Johnson And the two bad lots At Fir Park Are just that mm. And we're just waiting For that one motherwell goal That settles the game Cove Rangers 1 Wraith Rovers 2 So that was the half time score Wraith went back in front In that one um, Game's coming to the end of The half I think Motherwell Ross County doesn't seem to have been the worst, Gordon. But um... no, but we need a goal. Uh, I think just two teams that are are nervous to lose anything, Gordon, because I think the first goal takes a win here. There's no doubt in that for me. Um, so it's a nervy situation, but it's it's been decent. I'm I'm really interested to hear what Fraser makes of it. Um, but I've got to say. Next goal as a winner Like this has got nothing to do With the obvious lack of knowledge or ability Do you know the real reason I couldn't be a football manager? See just standing out in the rain And pretending that it's not raining <laughs> That does my head in I'd be, Steve McLaren had the right idea I know he get ridiculed for it But see just standing there Just getting battered Because you have to be seen To just stand I in the touchline I did do that once Oh nonsense was, uh, umbrella No no Stand and get battered with rain And I was up at Inverness I was taking pelters And I couldn't get in for shelter And I, I swear my suit was drenched. The big baggy suit. Oh, that must have been dre- heavy. Dre- dre- <laughs> they, they actually, they helped me onto the team bus. Ringing, ringing around. Oh, it was. Oh, see when I now think I'll you never. You know what? We need to try and again. get more footage of him as a manager when things are going badly. I just want to see you on the touchline. Well, I was good with that big ta- baggy ta- 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 suit. They just for men starting to wear oh. down his forehead. Oh, you my dad started running. Oh, no, there was nothing worse. Stranraer nil, Albion Rovers won in the stroke Ooh. of half time. A Charlie Riley penalty. He's how, how been is Rovers' the, main man this season. How is the pep of Palmerston getting on anyway? <laughs> it's goalless uh, by all oh. accounts, as is the scoreline at Fir Park, Fraser. It is goalless, Gordon Motherwell nil, Ross County nil. 45 minutes played in almost entirely in driving rain and a really strong, blustery wind. And I think that's the reason for few chances at either end, although Motherwell did have the better of the half in chances. But a really slow start to the game. Players tried to get used to the conditions. County started positively. They've taken the game to Motherwell in the first 10 minutes. The first chance did fall to Motherwell on the 10th minute. Young Stuart McKinstry has been the main threat for Motherwell. He cut inside from the left-hand side of the penalty box and he bent a lovely low shot with his right foot It hit the left-hand post and out with the goalkeeper beaten McKinstry was the danger man 17th minute 
he got the ball in the same area of the park. This time he w went to shoot with his right, dummied onto his left foot, and this time his fierce shot was pushed away well by Ross Laidlaw at the near post. County then had a penalty claim. Ricky Lamy really shot with a heady pass back. Edwards got to the ball just inside the box before Kelly. The winger went down. Referee David Dickinson said no pen. Ross County players were claiming it was, but VAR said no pen, confirming Dickinson's decisions. But the conditions were getting worse, really making it difficult for the players. Any ball in the air was difficult to judge in the blustery wind. It was shown by Liam Kelly, kick out, which crossed the halfway line and was then blown back into the Motherwell half. McKinstry then headed a Max Johnson cross over the bar. The young winger was stretching, so it was a difficult chance, but the quality in the final third had dropped from the early part of the game. Max Johnson did well on the right-hand side a couple of times, threw in a couple of good crosses, but County defended well. And then just before the break, the young fullback did really well. He's aggressive in the middle of the park to win a loose ball. And he drove forward 10 yards, and from 20 yards, his left foot shot was well struck but straight at Ledlow, who fisted the ball away. Not much else to talk about. It could be a game where one goal wins at halftime at Fir Park. Motherwell nil, Ross County nil. Halftime at McDermott Park, Dave Galloway. Halftime, St Johnson nil, Livingston three. It was a good start by St Johnson, forcing a corner in the opening minute. Then Carey's effort from Wright's pass found the top of the net. But out of nothing, Livingston scored on eight minutes. Stephen Kelly with a low drive from the edge of the box. Wotherspoon combined with May to send in a cross right across the Livy goalmouth, but there were no takers. And the visitors duly doubled their lead after 15 minutes. Bradley set up Devlin to cut the ball back for Stephen Kelly. Kelly arriving late to score with a fine finish. The home side came so close to pulling one back following a corner. George pulling off a fantastic save to keep out Clark's header. But in 40 minutes, Livy went 3-0 up following a corner kick. Anderson's effort was helped in from close range by Penrice, who got the final touch. And with that, the home fans started heading for the exits. The half-time whistle uh, greeted by a loud chorus of boos from the home support. At the interval, St Johnston 0, Livingston 3. Maybe a contest to see which set of home fans can boo the loudest. We'll go to Easter Road right on cue um, Because it's not quite finished yet But we've given you the first two half-time reports So we're poised and ready For when David Friel gives us the nod Of course not as bad a scoreline Certainly that game looks done and dusted Unless St Johnson can do something And it is half-time at Easter Road David Half-time Gordon Hibbs won Dundee United 2 Hugh was asking me to describe the noise Well I think Tony Watt will probably hear the boos All the way in the East End of Glasgow After this really really poor performance from Hibbs. They've been awful Kevin Nisbet did score but Indian United have been by far the better team and let's not forget their part in this they have been absolutely outstanding to a man they've been brilliant but Stephen Fletcher we spoke earlier on he left Hibs in 2009 but he looks as good as ever he has tormented the Hibs defence and United are really really good value for this lead so far Ryan Portis set the tone he was playing in midfield to start with he set the tone for, the, for Hibs with a horror pass to Fletcher under no pressure inside 60 seconds Fletcher then played in Arnold June but his shot was saved by David Marshall Hibs were really all over the place in, that, in those opening stages. United took a deserved lead in six minutes. Jim fired over a low cross. Fletcher again flicked it on and Glenn Middleton found the top corner. Hibs tried to get back into it. Kyle McGuinness hit the bar from 25 yards. Really, really good effort. But United were playing a better football. Stephen Fletcher headed over again after a really good move in 20 minutes. And the former Hibs striker then fired wide after good work from Middleton down the left-hand side. The Hibs fans were getting really, really restless. But... Kevin Nisbet holding him back into the game in 25 minutes so a long diagonal pass to Josh Campbell he fed Nisbet he still had work to do but he shifted the ball to his right and then found the bottom corner that made it 6 goals in 6 games since returning from his knee injury but Hibbs couldn't build on it within 5 minutes United were back ahead another great move in with Ian Harks racing into the box he cut inside and then set a deflected shot over David Marshall Stephen Fletcher he's been absolutely everywhere he's a header tipped over by Marshall as he could look for a third they've been brilliant Hibbs awful it's a big 45 minutes ahead for Lee Johnson half time Hibbs won United 2 
volunteer drama around the Scottish Premiership and beyond. We'll give you a full roundup of the half time scores next. <laughs> 